0: If I was living in the character's shoes, I would have probably done 100% of the same thing.
1: Uh, Hello and welcome to my uh, vampire novel podcast. My guest today is Brian Adams. He is a registered nurse. I really wanted to get the input, the input of a registered nurse. So here it is. Brian, welcome.
0: Hi, thank you, Julie. Um, so yeah, um, I'm a registered nurse. I've been, uh, been a nurse for a little, uh, about five years now. Um, I, uh, I've, just i've been doing er nursing for about three and a half years and before that i was telly and i was okay. on night shift i was a night oh, shift nurse too so oh, awesome. <laughs> kind of interesting to read chapter uh i think it was two or three when you finally got into becoming a nurse the main character and it okay. was uh it's it, it's pretty interesting coming from that perspective of uh, uh uh of a male nurse um there's a when it when it boiled down to the nature of you know like uh I guess being like a single guy as a nurse would be on there. It, it, yeah. it uh, kind of you—you kind of tied into a lot of the thought process of a, a single bachelor nurse on on a shift that like has other nurses there who are predominantly female, and yeah. like as a guy, we we think a lot. We we do not 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 all the time, but there is a proponent of us thinking like that. Um,
1: I was wondering if I, you had any of those experiences or how, yeah, how did you feel? Was
0: it kind of on the mark or off the mark? Um, if I was single, it would be, uh, I, I'm married, so I was kind of like off the table for, uh, a lot of people, um, for most people and, um, for the most part, uh, yeah, it, it was pretty much on the mark, um. There's, uh, there's, there's something to say about like being a nurse and then being on a a shift where, you know, like it's during the twilight hours or something, um, like there's a lot of downtime and then you get your waves of busyness, of course. But when you have a lot of downtime, you get to know people and you get to know and develop those relationships. And it's, it's, uh, you, you got, you got the nature of it though. I, um, Being that as it may, uh, so as far as like the juicy scenes and stuff goes, is like a male nurse. So Uh, I've been married all through my nursing life, Uh, but, um, I had another male nurse that worked with me and we had, uh, we had this room next to the break room that no one used. And there was a bed in there for the docs to sleep on. That was the, uh, that, that was the, uh, the shack as they called it.
1: Yeah. The the love shack.
0: there is a love shack but they, they didn't yeah. say that out loud because you know no, it's no, like, I understand. They're, like oh. they're like shh quiet on that you know it's like hey we're all adults you know this happens know. people have needs um what did you think of this story well what are your thoughts um it's really intriguing i like the i i i like the chemistry after the main character ends up meeting up with i think it's cecilia cecilia yeah cecilia yeah and um it's it's this, uh, I, I, li- I like the uh, chemistry, you know, like the kind of, it's it's uh, a little awkward at first kind of thing where he's trying to, you know, get to know her because he's like, well, this lady is the answer to my dilemma right now, you know? And, and it's a bonus that she's like a really cool person that I gravitate toward because um, as you know, in the plot, he has to develop a relationship and have an heir in order right. to get all this money, which... If I was ever stuck in that dilemma, I'd be like, oh, man, this this would be a hard one because whoever <laughs> you end up marrying would also have a stake into what you have as well. If I'm not sure about the uh the uh, the inheritance laws and stuff over in England or anything about as far as like marrying and but over here. Have pre
1: I think they could have prenups or prenups? something oh, okay. like yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's something I really oh. need to think about. Oh my gosh, thank you for that. yeah, part You're, of this podcast is me. Asking people things so I can even further research to make sure I'm not um, missing something wildly. So yeah, I'm going to look that up. I didn't think about that because I would think that he would want her on some type of prenup agreement and I'm not even sure if they have one. I'm going to look that up. Thanks, Brian.
0: Sure. Yeah, (laughs) of course. Everyone gives Um, me
1: something to uh, that I need to like, oh, something I didn't think about. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So thanks for that. So, um yeah, so would you have taken up, if you were single at the time, would you have uh, gone and checked out this inheritance or no?
0: I would have, in a heartbeat, <laughs> just to be honest. Like, it, it would have been really interesting. It would be a little eerie, but, like, he, in his circumstance, uh, coming up from, you know, being raised in, like, a church orphanage all the way to, you know, like, becoming an adult, I mean, he has always experienced like weird and outcast kind of um, like a kind of perspective. So this inheritance to him would be more like a, not, not necessarily like an out of the ordinary kind of thing, but more like a, uh, more, more like a, Hey, something new and interesting is happening. And and this is a lot of money. I'm going to go check it out. Maybe, maybe it has some answers to my background, which in my mind, when I, if I was living in the character's shoes, I would have probably done, 100% 100% of the same thing.
1: Okay. I always wonder oh, would people do it because I feel like I would 100% yeah. if someone was like coming to me with all this cash and I was single, I and I didn't have anyone to really ask about it or oh, yeah. you know bounce you know ideas off of, I would definitely go. 100% I would go. Oh. Yeah. So, uh I do have a letter here and someone asked me if this book has a happy ending, and, oh. and the answer to that is it depends on who you are. That oh, <laughs> depends on no. who you are.
0: So oh, it does tough...
1: depending on who you are. I I can't really answer that right now, but I thought I would mm-hmm. throw that out there.
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I uh, I'm I'm gonna have to keep my uh emotional gates open for both a bad, sad, and a good ending, or something in it, between. That'll be interesting.
1: It's I think it benefits uh maybe not everyone. It's hard to say. But it does have an ending. I just want to let you know. It it's, Good. it's it does have one. I I already know what it's gonna be. I mean it's nice. there. So um Brian, have you had any uh scary experiences, strange things happening, uh recurring dreams, anything like that?
0: Um so i guess we can start from uh dreams um since i was a kid i, I can't remember the experience that might have imprinted itself on me to uh, have me have this dream but i had this recurring nightmare of um, it's not it sounds weird but uh uh I, I there's these like uh if i've had like a bad day or you know something's going on i could tell i might end up having this dream so i, I usually try everything i can to like make my day more spunky and stuff and um I used to go to bed, uh, it probably started when I was seven or eight years old, but I remembered like going to sleep and having these, like having the dream of these like red hands coming up, like in my periphery and then grabbing my face and pulling me into my body, um, pulls me into, oh yeah, it's different. And, um, they pull me down into this tunnel that almost feels like black static, but it's like a tunnel that's like, like, uh, it's like a super, like the, the, the walls are like, like waving like waves as I'm getting like undulated down this tunnel until I meet the bottom of the tunnel. where there's like this big river of red hands carrying me, um, across this river and everything I do from trying to move out to getting, you know, like woken up or whatever I, these hands would grasp me and not let me go. And I can't remember how it ends, but it always ends some way. And, uh, like I get carried on and on and it's just like an endless sea of hands Oh and my it's gosh. creepy because I can remember the feeling of these hands, like all on my back, my legs, and, but, the, and it's not a pleasant feeling either. You know, like, uh,
1: it couldn't be.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. It's like, I can't really describe it. It's like, it's like that feeling of, the best way I could describe it would be like like uh, wet moss, but like with a firm grip, just like scraping across your back constantly. Oh my gosh! I think it's hard for me to remember because it's been a little bit since I've had that same dream, but the dream still does follow me from time to time. Mm-hmm. And when I wake up, I I I meditate. I go I go out for a run just to kind of shake it off, shake the feeling off. It takes a little bit, but ultimately it goes away. Oh, it's interesting. Wow. That's
1: a pretty scary, uh, recurring dream. I mean, yeah. usually I, I found when I ask people about recurring dreams, they're usually not the best, <laughs> you know, no one ever mm-hmm. says, Oh, I have the best recurring dream of me standing in a meadow, uh, you know, smelling yeah. flowers. It's always something pretty powerful and impactful. Oh, yeah. oh man. Any scary, any scary stories you have?
0: Um yeah sure. I've got a couple. Um ah so uh I'm I come from a Vietnamese descent. I'm a, I'm a mix and um my mom was uh raised over in Saigon. Um this was uh like I think like right before the Vietnam War and stuff, but uh, my mom was like a little kid and uh so um in Vietnam uh especially in Saigon like when you live in toward the city Um, everyone has, they usually, it's a lot like New York, a little like back in the day when people used to like own like family businesses uh, and like the stoop, and then like the first floor would be like a bakery or a restaurant or something like that. And then the upper second and third floor or higher would be like where the family resides. And, um, they have that style of living in Vietnam where it was like three or four floors up because like a lot of the land that the, uh, that, that you would be able to own in the country since it was so small, um, required people to build up so that they could have their generations up. And in family, and in, in, in at least my mom's uh, family and our Vietnamese culture, we had all four generations living under the same roof okay. great grandma, grandma, mom, and child and then so on and so forth and you know they're like they didn't have a lot of medical care over there so they would always have to take care of the family members over there and um my mom told me a story about when she was 6 and uh 6 or 7 um she had this uh we had a grand a great-grand aunt um the sister to my great-grandmother and okay. she was buddhist and they believed uh she had gotten into I don't remember the full story but she got into uh, something that caused her to be possessed is what they believed by a Buddhist go like monk like a and a bad one at that. Um
1: a bad Buddhist and- monk that exists?
0: <laughs> I don't think so. But like this this spirit uh, apparently possessed her and like would cause her to cause damage around all around her like house, she would wail and scream at people and hit them and bite them, I mean everything. So they believe like she was possessed by like a bad spirit. To some, to some extent or another, I could, I could honestly be corrected because I'm not very familiar with the Buddhist side of my family. It's sure, more, sure. this is all perspective from my mom, but, um, uh, so she was, uh, my mom as a child and all the other children in the household were always told, Hey, you can't go up to the top floor. I think it was like the third or the fourth floor. Um, they, my uncle slept right, right next to it and would always stop people from going up there. And they pretty much like boarded mm-hmm. the room up there. And the only way up there was like with a key or some uh, some way of getting up there, and you had to get past my uncle. And um, my mom at the time, uh, being a curious kid, started following my uncle around and seeing, you know, like he would drop food off up there, and someone would scream up there and throw stuff at him after he dropped the food off, and would like close the door and uh, walk back down. Well. One time, uh, I guess my great grand aunt was like, my mom was passing by on the floor below my great grand aunts, uh, where she was staying. And she started whispering to my mom, hey, come over here. Like, hey, <laughs> I need, like, and my mom like instantly freezes, but she's like an innocent little kid. So she's like, okay, you know, like maybe they need help with something. Sure. So my mom like slowly like goes up the stairs and goes up to my great grand aunt. Who's like, I guess like right behind the door and like, uh-huh. this has it creaked open and she like slowly creaks the door open and my mom starts to like turn around. And my great granddad, I guess, like shoves her hands out and grabs my mom with her nails and just scratches all <sighs> the way down her arms. Oh, and no. my mom is instantly screaming. My uncles come, I guess my grand uncles come like running down the hall. They come up and then they basically have to ta- like almost like tackle my great granddad off my mom. Oh my but God. my mom was screaming um my my grandmother told my uh the, the story she didn't really she didn't really get into details about it but she was like yeah your mom got like scratched up by my aunt um all the way down her arms and everything else and uh i guess from then on they uh they did something else to where like uh you couldn't she couldn't come out they could only go in i i, I don't uh, know how it worked yeah but um it, it, uh it's interesting because then after that my mom uh my mom started having like weird dreams and stuff and sure. um but uh her her experience from then on was like always something like she always like felt something weird but it it was it was interesting um but yeah uh that that's one that's one scary one my and then my mom the scary part for me would basically be is when I was a kid and we used to visit vietnam she would we would stay nearby the house near there. And sometimes we'd sleep in the same house as where my great granddad died. Sure, sure, And if I misbehaved or, um, like one time, I guess, uh, I didn't understand the meaning behind, uh, like paper money and paper clothes and the fruit bowls and stuff that they would have bring at our, uh, family altar. Like there's like this, like little like incense sticks there. And as a kid, mm-hmm. like five, six years old, I'd always walk by and I'm like, that looks interesting and they would always burn this money and food for the, the dead in our family to okay. help them get through the uh get get through the afterlife and um uh there was a time when i ended up going up and uh I, as a kid i was like super hungry so i ended up grabbing some fruit from the fruit bowl and started eating and oh no. my aunt one of my uh, aunts my distant aunts came over and smacked my hands and was telling me like in vietnamese like don't you dare eat that that's for like that's for like, that's, that's for like the spirits and all that stuff. And, and then she was like, then she threatened me with sticking me up in the same room that my, oh no. that my mom, yeah, that my mom scarred me with. And I was a kid. That's definitely like, haunted. That's definitely haunted. up there. Yeah. 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 Easy. Cause there's always something weird going on up there. Like you could hear creaking floorboards. I remember like hearing scratches on the door. <laughs> it's just something, but I only stayed there when I was like, a uh, probably five or six years old. After that, I was pretty much like, eh. I'm good so I used to stay with just my cousin his conditions like sucked way more because they only had like one like room for air conditioning but and all the other rooms weren't but I was like I'd rather deal with uh this no air conditioning than something haunted for sure yeah. <laughs> any day
1: so,
0: yeah 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 um but yeah that, that that's that's that um did you want to hear another if you have another one that's fine sure I um
1: so how many times have you gone to Vietnam?
0: I've been over to Vietnam four times.
1: Okay, that's a lot. Wow, that's good. We just,
0: yeah, um, we wanted to go over more, but tickets started getting too expensive. My family got bigger. And then uh, instead of just like me and my mom or me and my mom and two of my sisters, it started turning into me, my mom, my dad, my two sisters, the cousin and aunt. And then they would all expect <laughs> It it just got to be uh, too expensive to travel. So we can only do it like once every Four or five years after I was a kid. Um another story. Uh my dad's from Maine. And uh as it's as like I was like eight or nine years old, and um my grandmother, and grandfather raised my family up in an old colonial home, about like 275 plus years old. Um, like oh, wow. pretty old. And um this was like a two-story house with a barn on the side, and it was like old-style, like colonial home. And um, I was, when I was a a kid, I used to try to sleep down in the living room. I would sleep like uh, on the floor in my sister's room and stuff like that. And I would always sleep in like an open area where there was public and stuff because I was always kind of, I always had this like weird feeling, you know, like things kind of. I was easily scared, and I would always get. like weird feeling in specific places and um there was this one time that my dad tried to make me stay in the room that no one else ever stayed in um and it was yeah i know right nice dad um he uh but he pretty much went like um he's like well you're seven or i like you're eight years old now boy and i think it's about time that you try to sleep in this other room no one's using it um there's a bed in there it's comfortable it's just always eerily cold, even in the middle of summer. And okay. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good oh, man. <laughs> so, um, I was probably eight years old. Uh, I finally summed up the courage to sleep in there. And, um, I, I slept in this room that was like on the second floor. It's like right next to the entryway. And then there's all these other rooms that go down and on the side. And, um, wow. I, uh, something always put me off from sleeping in there. I'd always find some reason to sleep on the floor from my parents' room, my sister's room, the, the living room, my grandmother's. So finally my dad was like, okay, boy, like you need to have more courage. We're going to put you in this room. But I'm, I'm always like thinking like, well, why don't you sleep in there, dad? You know, right, since you're yeah. so brave. So um, <laughs> I end up uh, sleeping in this room and this room has a old fire pit uh, that was kind of pretty much closed off, like on the top cause that people wouldn't use it anymore, but the bottom was still open. And, um, it still had like these, like, like pieces of wood that my grandmother put in there as a decorative thing. And, um, anyways, uh, I started sleeping in the room. Well, it's like little confined little room was freezing cold all the time, but this specific night it dropped like colder than that. And, uh, while I was sleeping in the bed, um, I swear I could have like heard like footsteps, like Walking from, it would have been my right if I was laying down like this, my right, and it would it walked around the bed and then to my left. When I heard that, I instantly like stuck my head underneath the pillow. I pulled the covers up all the way over me and I basically bundled up into the fetal position. Oh my and, gosh. Um, after that, uh, I I kind of waited for a second. I didn't hear anything, so I kind of just like opened up and I looked out a little bit, and then I just started falling back to sleep. I think I only maybe slept for like five to 10 minutes, but after that I felt something like start like pushing underneath the bed a little. And it felt, it it almost felt like the way, like I would, I, uh, if I was underneath the bed and I could push the mattress up, it felt a little bit like that. Almost like something was kind of like pushing up and then putting it back down. I started like whimpering. Yeah. And it started uh, like the feeling was weird and it, something just started happening again. And like, after like a minute, and finally, like, I was like, okay, I'm, it's gonna be okay if something just pushing my bed. So I went, you know, like, I kind of, I, I don't, as a kid, I was kind of, I kind of talked out loud. It was weird, but it's basically okay. like, 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 uh, I was like, it was almost like, if this is the best you got, leave me alone so I can sleep <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> right, but was right. more, I was more as a kid, it's like, it's like, um, uh, um, hey, you know, like, leave me alone. I wanna go to rest. And then nothing messed with me for like a minute. I closed my eyes, put the cover over my head in case something. And then out of nowhere, I felt the bed just pushed down, like right, like almost like someone was sitting next to me and just pushed down like really firmly. I instantly bolted up, grabbed all my stuff and ran over to my sister's room, screaming across the hall. Everyone came up and was like, "What's, what's going on? What's wrong? What's wrong? My dad was like, and my dad was like, well, what happened? Like, why? Uh, like, what happened in the room? I explained it. And he's like, ah, just a figment of your imagination. And my mom's like, hell, it isn't. He's going to, you can sleep in that room. Oh, no. so she made him sleep in that room <laughs> afterward, which nothing happened to him, but she let me go into her room. Um, but at the time before they came out and did it, I ran all the way over to my sister's room and I bundled up in between their beds on the floor. Oh, and I was basically gosh. crying as a kid. And I'm like, I'm sleeping in here or I'm sleeping in like my mom and dad's room. I'm not sleeping in that room again. My mom ended up ultimately making my dad sleep in there for one night, which didn't really bother him. I don't, if anyone wanted to haunt anybody, they wouldn't haunt him. He's kind of a grouch.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> that's terrifying. So it felt like somebody yeah. sat on the bed next to you. Yeah. Oh, that's creepy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. That's insane.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's cool. Everyone's got their experiences and stuff. Those are mine as a kid.
1: It's like, I you know, I talk to people and you find out that collectively, almost everyone has had something. I think only two people I've talked to so far didn't have a scary experience that happened to Mm -hmm. them. And that's only two people. Like a, you know, supernatural type scary thing. Only two people. And what's funny, it's uh, both of the filmmakers... They never had a scary experience, which I thought was interesting.
0: That is interesting.
1: Yeah. I'm like, what is it? The rest of us are like insane, or and filmmakers are like, their minds are tight. I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what a ghost could probably chuck something at their head and then they'd be like, "Eh, something just fell off the shelf. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They
1: didn't ration, you know, like completely rationalized. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, uh, I really appreciate you coming on my podcast and sharing your Anytime. stories. That's great. Um, thank you so much.
0: Of course. Anytime, Julie. All right. Take care.
1: <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at MyVampireNovel. Check out the website at MyVampireNovel.com. And you can subscribe on Patreon for bonus stuff and insider information. The music is by Magnus Moon. This episode was written, produced, and directed by me, Julie Jones.